Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Find your body. And whether also like squeezing your hands and relaxing, just something that's like, hey, here I am. You're, you're okay. You're okay. Mm. That can be really, really powerful. I know you are doing the best that you can right now. Your relationships matter to you. You are important. And yet over time, we get stuck. We get lost or we stop showing up as our true self. We get hung up on the stories we tell ourselves, the comparisons, or feeling like we are not good enough. I'm Not Your Shrink is a podcast aimed at helping you feel connected to yourself, to others, and to live a life that is in line with what matters most to you. I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife and mother to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Let's dive in. You've just stepped on that rogue piece of Lego and you are being asked for the 100th hug. Your partner comes over and lightly strokes your arm and you flinch and the music is too loud and the baby starts to cry. I know you know this experience. This is such a common experience and this is one of overstimulation. And I am so excited today to sit with Larissa Jolaris. She is from Overstimulated Parents, and we are talking all about parenting and sensory overload. Larissa is a licensed occupational therapist specializing in the identification and treatment of sensory processing dysfunction. Originally a pediatric therapist, Larissa experienced a life-altering concussion and experienced severe sensory and motor challenges. She soon realized the knowledge she used for her parents was helping her cope and that she could use this to help other parents. She has since shifted her career pathway and is now supporting parents who are experiencing overstimulation, overwhelm, and dysregulation. Let's go into today's episode. Hi, Larissa. Thank you for joining me here on the podcast. I'm so excited for us to jump into today's conversation. Thank you so much for having me on to chat with you today. I'm a big fan of your podcast and all of your work in the online space, so I'm so honored to be able to be with you. Thank you. And I'm honored equally to sit with you because your reels and all of your tips to help parents feel connected and calm and tackle overstimulation. I mean, every reel of yours, I'm like, yes, that, that one, right. This is why. Okay. So before we (laughs) jump in, I'm going to ask you the hard question, which is tell us three things about you. Okay. So, um, number one, I am an occupational therapist. So since a lot of people don't know what that means, I'm going to take a minute just to explain that. Mm -hmm. Um, so we help people who are experiencing some barrier to participating with their daily activities. So it could be a disease, an injury, a developmental disability, or anything else. Um, we help them engage in their lives in meaningful, purposeful ways. So my specialty is sensory processing. So I work with people on the way that their body interprets sensory information from the environment and from their own bodies, and then support them so that they can respond with intention. Mm. So, yeah. 
So that's my number one sensory processing. Okay, we'll we'll mark that. That's one. Go two. That's one. (laughs) Um, I am a mom of two kids, a four and a half year old son and a one and a half year old daughter. So I am right there in the intensely overstimulating moments along with all of your listeners. So I thought it would get better as they got older and like the the overstimulation and it doesn't. It it just still there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's um it's intense and it's yeah. there you know your kids are there all the time. So I'm excited to talk about it and I think something that really it brings it's a weird combination of it brings me joy and breaks my heart is that I get so many messages from parents saying, I thought there was something wrong with me. Thank you so much for explaining what I'm feeling. And one, I mean, I say it brings me joy because I am so glad that I am able to provide the in, the information that helps parents not feel alone. And also it breaks my heart that people think that they are alone in this mm. because you're not. So if anybody's out there listening, thinking that you're alone, you're not. You know, this is a very... Overstimulation, sensory dysregulation is a very, very real thing that happens. I love that you have said that right here because the number one thing when I sit in front of clients is just how alone people feel. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, depending on where I am therapeutically with what interventions I'm using, but in my mind, I'm always thinking, I wish you could have seen the client before you. I wish you could have sat with the person last week. I wish you could, right? Because gosh, we're all human and we all have a nervous system. And, right. Right. And so it's just so important for us to remember that we're not alone in our struggle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And number three, is there a three? Did I oh, miss it? number three. Yes. No. Um, I love to well, challenge people to go for the third one. <laughs> the third one. Um, well, the third one, I had a concussion a couple years ago and that, um, I was working in a pediatric clinic before that. And then I hit my head, um, outside of the clinic I was hiking, but then I developed so many sensory motor challenges and executive functioning challenges because of that. Mm -hmm. I had to stop working in the clinic and, but that is really the, that was the driving force behind starting my platform online was realizing you know, I had all these tools from my training as a sensory based therapist, and I was using them on myself as a parent. Um, And so that's, you know, that's, I think that that can be really helpful too, for people to hear that I like, I'm in it. I, and I, you know, I use these tools on myself there. I've seen them work in in my pediatric clinic clients. And I, now I know what I'm doing and I can take that information and give it to the rest of the world. I love that. I'm, I don't love that you had a concussion, but I love <laughs> that you are taking this expertise that you have, this knowledge and being able to make that accessible. I think that is mm-hmm. one of the most powerful things around being um, a practitioner or a clinician on Instagram, on social media, which is to reach people who you would normally not reach and to, you know, and and, and the pieces, even if they aren't able to, in terms of time or finances, take the webinar or attend one of your courses or whatever, or see you in practice, right? The pieces right. 
that nugget that you're offering through the reel or the post can be really powerful and meaningful. So mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. for all that you do on, oh my on that gosh. space. Yeah. Okay. Let's, I love it. Let's jump into this because I know people will say, oh, sensory processing. What is right. the system? What is this? Right. And that the word sensory gets thrown around a lot. And a lot of times when, you know, in the Pinterest Instagram space, we hear like, oh, sensory play. And, um, and a lot of times we think of that being like tactile play, but it's really sensory processing is the process by which we take in sensory information. So this could be sound, it could be touch, it could be sight, um, from the environment or from our body. So how is our body moving? Um, so we take in that information, we process it, or we try to make sense of it, and then we respond to it. So it's that whole three-part system of bringing it in, interpreting it, and then responding. So typically, we hear about our five senses, the auditory, visual, tactile, or touch, olfactory, smell, or gustatory taste. But there's also three other ones that are so important, and they are not talked about as often. Um But they're so important, especially when we're talking about overstimulation in parenthood. And those systems are the proprioceptive system, which is in your muscles and joints. And it's your body's, it's your ability to know where your body is in space. Then we have our vestibular system, which is our sense of balance and it's in our inner ear. And then we have the interoception, which is our understanding of bodily sensations. So if we have to go to the bathroom, if we our heart is racing, if um, we are hungry, if we're thirsty, all of that. And so those are three systems that aren't talked about enough, but they are so foundational to our ability to regulate ourselves. Oh, okay. I am going back to my first year psych and then also to my, one of my board exams and learning about all of the, I mean, proprioception. Yes, of course, where our body is in space, the vestibular, that is our balance, the inner ear, and then the interoception, right? The interpretation. Oh, okay. So I love that. Um, I I want to just add to to that because the way I understand it, and I, I love how you've said that, Larissa, is that it's the information in our world. And the way I've come to understand our nervous systems is that there are three levels of that. The one is what's outside of us. So things we can't control, right? The kid, like my kids this morning were fighting over markers and that's the outside experience, right? And then mm-hmm. the inside experience, which is also, if I bring in my my uh, psychology piece, which is the my thoughts, my feelings, mm-hmm. what's going on in my mind, right? Because that also is then information to my nervous system. So if I'm thinking they they should just be, why do they have to? Why is my partner not? And then also that between piece, which is what's happening between you and I. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I see you looking down and I'm like, oh no, I'm not, what does she think about me? I'm not interested or I'm not interesting or she doesn't like our conversation. And that right. also then gives that feedback to us, right? That we're constantly mm-hmm. taking in. Yeah. Yeah. And so I like so much information. So much. And I like to think about our sensory systems as like a backstage crew because oh. if you think about like a um a theater production. There's so many pieces going on that you don't see. There's the lighting, there's the set, there's the costumes, there's, you know, so many pieces. And Mm. 
everybody has their own job. So all of your sensory systems have their own job. They are working behind the scenes, working really hard. And you don't see them happening, but you do see the seamless theater production. But, you know, sometimes if if a system doesn't work as efficiently or it's not talking well to another system, then your whole production is going to struggle. And that's um, really where sensory dysregulation can happen is if one system is either overloaded it has too much input coming at it it's not having giving it is not doesn't have the right information to make a decision or a response or it's just not talking to another system and then that's when you kind of can see some some struggles support for today's episode comes from loop earplugs for so long after having children i kept wondering why i was easily overwhelmed and felt like an angry mom the noise from the kids, the dog barking, and the sounds around me from everyday life. But I now understand that I'm not an angry mom and instead my nervous system gets overwhelmed and overstimulated, which is why I've been turning more and more to my loop earplugs to help me stay more regulated and engaged with the family. I'm using Loop Engage to help dampen the sound around me. And these Loop earplugs allow me to still be with every beat and conversation. I still hear Greg. I can still hear the kids. I love that they are so comfortable and they come with eight silicone ear tips to ensure the right fit for you. The best part for me is that I take them everywhere with me. They are proving the test of time and not to mention they're stylish in my ears. Plus, we love the kids versions, which we've been able to take to the movies for our kids. I'm so excited that Loop Earplugs is offering you, my community, a discount so that you too can tackle that overstimulation while still being engaged with the activities and people you love. Visit loopearplugs.com and use my code Loop times Dr. Tracy for 10% off your order. That's L-O-O-P-X-D-R-T-R-A-C-Y for 10% off your order. Support for today's episode comes from ZocDoc. We all know there are things in life we have to compromise on, like the right way to load a dishwasher or whether those socks are going to stay on the floor for a week. Okay, in all seriousness, but when it comes to your mental health, there is no compromise. So we don't need to go back to that one therapist or one physician who didn't align with what we need just because they're available right now. We don't need to compromise on the care we need for our overall wellness. Instead, this is where ZocDoc comes in. This is a place where you can find and book hundreds of types of doctors, including therapists, psychologists, and psychiatrists. And you can find someone who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your well-being. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare hundreds of types of patient-reviewed in-network doctors, including mental health providers, and instantly book appointments with them online. You can search by location, availability, and insurance. Go to ZocDoc.com I-N-Y-S and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. If I needed this app, this is one that I would be going to. That's zocdoccom slash I-N-Y-S and get the care that you need today. I think this is really interesting if I put this in the context of relationships, because a lot of this is the internal experience, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if you, if one person in the relationship dynamic is overwhelmed, overstimulated inside of them and then they shut down and they withdraw. The other person doesn't see what's happening inside of them. They might just see them shutting down. 
And that can be really triggering and can lead into the escalation of their negative cycle and away they go into what we commonly talk about with their um, the negative communication patterns, their negative cycle mm-hmm. that takes off and disconnects them. Um, but that internal piece, right? We just don't see that. And so then we look at our partners and think, well, why don't you talk to me about this? Why can't you bring this up to me? You know, what's wrong with me? You don't love me. And and yet there's actually a lot of stuff that's happening inside of us. Okay. So how does this right. then relate to parenthood? How do we understand what happens during this busy, overstimulating, exhausting time. (laughs) Yeah. So when we become parents, our identity, our purpose, our whole sense of being shifts. It has to. Um, And suddenly we are responsible not only for ourselves, but also for these little people. Um, I remember when my oldest was born and I was you know, having the, all of those huge emotions that come with that huge identity shift. And I was tell, telling my husband, like, I don't know if, like, I don't know if I love him as much as I'm supposed to. And, and, and my husband, John, who was so, so sweet and understanding, he said, Larissa, you have always loved me. You always say you will do anything for me. You also don't have to really, I can take care of myself, but our son can't do anything for Mm. himself. And so our job now is to really love him and wholly take care of him because he can't. And so that's just such a, for so many reasons that blew my mind, um, him saying that, but in terms of sensory processing and protection, our whole being is to protect these little, these little people who depend on us. And so our sensory system is primed to protect them. And what happens is, so we we receive information, like we were saying, from the environment or from our bodies, and our response is triggered. It has to. Um, And that response that is triggered is called the orienting response. And what happens is, so there's two ways that, two modes that we process information through. One is the discriminative mode, which allows us to understand what the input is. So is that my husband talking or is it my son talking? Was it a tag on my shirt or was it a spider? Mm. And then there's the evaluative mode, which is the protective part of the brain. So this pathway terminates in your limbic system. So you get an increase in emotional, reflexive, and defensive responses. Mm. And this sets up your body to move. And that part is so important to recognize. The protective part of your brain sets you up to move. And and, and then also, too, if we if baby is constantly crying, mm-hmm. or and on top of that, you're sleep deprived, mm-hmm. and then your body is in this constant state. Yes. Yes. So exactly. So in terms, especially like with baby crying, so in terms of auditory input, we're getting this input, our body registers it. And so there could be a match of what we're expecting. So if we have older children, we could be expecting that they're just playing nicely with the markers. Um, um, or, and then we can, we can become habituated to those sounds and tune it out. But then if there's a mismatch, um, like a distressed cry, or maybe the sound of your child is gagging in the background, 
Or if you're going on a walk, the sound of a car driving up behind you. Mm. Um, this all, Or there's no noise at the kitchen. Or there's like, no noise. When there's no noise. <laughs> yes. And I, yeah. I'm like, hey, guys, you okay? And they're like, yes, mom, mm. we're fine. Like, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My daughter has just, she's one and a half, and she's just started saying, like, nothing. And like, what are you doing? <laughs> nothing. Like, okay, I know that that means you are fully tatting yourself with Mr. Sketch Marker. <laughs> Oh man, she's, she's so funny. Um, but any, but yeah, so when there's a mismatch, we get this increase in autonomic activity because mm. like I said, it protect the protective system sets you up to move. So you need to respond. Um, so we either move towards the stimulus to connect with it, like, like a crying child, or we could have a defensive response, like go to the side of the road to allow the car to pass. Um, but either way, there's a response. And so we have to respond to, to input. Now, ultimately, they, we, our goal is this optimal response, which is where we respond in a way that is adaptive. It, it, um, we can respond to the environment and the situation, but we don't stay in a dysregulated state. So we need to be able to shift our nervous system to respond appropriately and then relax and respond and relax and respond and relax. Um, okay. But, but then, so, oh, I know you have yes. a, but, but I have a, but like, but our phones, yeah. but all Ooh. of the information, but right. And I'm thinking, okay, respond, relax, respond, relax. So I respond and then I walk away and I pick up my phone. I'm like, Ugh, right. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. relaxing. That mm-hmm. is more stimulation, more noise into my brain. And, and and I know that I tell all my clients, you know, if you are, if you're overstimulated, if you are feeling into that shutdown place um, where you have to step back, no screens, get off the screens, right. Get up against the wall, do some deeper breathing. And yet it's that, it's like this automatic reflex to pick up our phones when we, totally. yeah, right? Yes. This morning I was in my bathroom having a moment and where, um, you know, my son and I were in this like tension pull and I was like, I, I need a, I need a second. So I went and I shut the door and I pulled out my phone and I was like, what am I doing? I know. I know better than that. And so I put it back down again, but it is, it's just this reflexive, like, Larissa, you're human. I mean, I you just showed your human. I know better than that. It's like that, that is what I do when I get critical with Greg and I'm like, oh, I know better than that. Right. I know. <laughs> I, like, I, right. But it's so, it is, and I really think we need to acknowledge that, that it is automatic we sometimes put it in our pockets. It's mm-hmm. so accessible that it's like, it's, it's this, oh, what is it? Like, it's not always an escape, but it's just this like out, but it's not really the resting or the relaxing right. out that we need. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like this hit of dopamine to help us feel better in the moment, but it's not really bringing down our nervous system. Oh, yeah, that's important. It's the hit of dopamine. We love dopamine, right? Dopamine mm-hmm. is like feel good, feel happy. We love that. It's the hit of dopamine, but it's not what our nervous systems need in that moment. Right, right. Yeah, sometimes I think about it like, like also as like for a hit of, if I if I think of it as like you're just trying to hit some dopamine, like, mm-hmm. you know, 
maybe that's not what you need right now, Larissa. Or, you know. What what would have been, if we like rewind the tape and said, okay, mm-hmm. Larissa, what would you do? You, you tell your son, I need a moment, I close the door. What would you have done instead? I would have, and what I did eventually once I realized what was happening was I, I put it down um, and stretched mm. and did, moved my, helped myself feel my body and feel grounded. Because what happens when we are overstimulated is that our awareness of where our body is and how it relates to the rest of the world, that gets severed. Um, And so to come into your body and say, it's okay, you are safe, here you are, your arm is right here, your leg is right here. And sometimes people like to do body scans, which um, I also really, I enjoy those, but in the moment it can, you know, you, you you need like really deep input to know where you are. Um, like that so, you said that because it, it's yeah. like the, I say to my clients, when you open the door and a bear is there, you don't say, hang on, I'm just going to meditate for two minutes. I'm just going to take right. a few deep breaths, right? The bear is at your door. You're going to run. So, right. right. And that's the exertion of the nervous system to get back down to rest. So it's not always the body scan. It's not always getting up the mat and taking five deep breaths that, like you said, stretching and actually like moving your body is going to be more powerful in those moments of overstimulation. Support for today's episode comes from Cozy Earth. You know I am all about caring for ourselves, especially in these busy years with our young kids. We are pulled in so many directions, but I think it's so important for us to find ways to nurture ourselves that require no additional time from us. I should probably let you in on one of my favorite things to do to look after me, and that is to get a good night's sleep on amazing sheets. I am beyond thrilled to bring you Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding products with an exclusive Mother's Day offer just for my listeners. We've got a code. It's SHRINK, S-H-R-I-N-K, for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Now, I didn't believe it until I tried them, but I firmly stand by my sleep improving with the temperature regulating technology, which adapts to your body's needs. For the past year, I have not slept on any other brand of sheets. Cozy Earth uses the very best fabrics, materials, and wares, offering superior softness for you to sink into at the end of those long days. I look forward to getting into bed, and we've been loving the sheets for over a year and their sleepwear is so unbelievably soft and it's made with such great quality. But the best part is that if you're worried about commitment, enjoy a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty on all of your purchases. Head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code SHRINK for an exclusive 35% off and give the luxury she deserves with Cozy Earth. Yeah, just find like find your body and whether and also like squeezing your hands and relaxing, just something that's like, hey, here I am. You're you're okay. You're okay. Mm. That can be really, really powerful. I, I think that you and I teach our clients similar things, but we have different language for it because I do the progressive muscular relaxation yeah. as well, right? Let's find our, I, but I've never used the word find your body. I love mm, that mm-hmm, of like, mm-hmm. hey, where is my body in this moment? Or the other thing I like to to do with clients is, okay, 
emotion is really big right here. This is one of those moments where you're getting overwhelmed. It's too much to the nervous system. Let's turn our head slowly side to side and then looking what's on one side and then turning to the other side, looking what's on the other side. And again, yeah. it's like you're finding your body, right? And like that is the, you know, when you do that proprioception, where is my head in this space? How does right. it feel to turn, right? It's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're getting and turning your head too, you're getting vestibular input, but it's gentle. It's not, it's not overwhelming. Like you're not jumping or, or doing uh rotary swinging. You're just, it's just a gentle, like you're here, you're here. It's okay. Mm. Okay. Tell me what happens with noise and touch. Why are yeah. they so triggering? So triggering. And I'm thinking of all of the moms listening who have Mm -hmm. said, I am so touched out. I can't be close with you tonight. No one else can touch me. It's right. Yeah. So we know, so we'll talk about touch first. So we know that our tactile system can discern between safe touch and dangerous touch. And also it can, we, it can discern among emotions that are conveyed through touch. Um, and the protective pathway, which, uh, which again, terminates in your limbic system to get you the heck out of danger is activated by light touch. So mm. parents are inundated with light touch. We you know, are, tap, we are touching, tapping, scratching, hair twirling, all of this over and over and over is signaled. It signals danger to our nervous system. And not only is it just light touch, it's also emotionally charged touch. You know, Mm. our child feeling angry or scared or sad or lonely, they touch you to get their emotions across and their, or their needs met. Um, So we process, we can process their emotion through touch and we also might absorb their emotion as our own. Uh So all of that, it's the light touch, it's the emotional touch, emotionally charged touch our nervous system is taking that on. Um, And we receive so much touch without meaningful connection and purposeful connection. It's just like, hey, mom, hey, mom, 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 mom. And even just saying that now is making my heart race a little bit. I know. Um, (laughs) Sorry. I I have one that really needs that closeness. And Mm -hmm. it's such a magical and special relationship because they're both different. Both of my kids are different. Similar to you, I have my oldest is my son and my youngest is my daughter. Mm -hmm. And my youngest is the let's be close. And while it's lovely and it's so special for our bond at the same time, sometimes the touching of the hair or the snuggling against my arm in, and particularly after full days of yeah. connecting with clients, of doing all of the things, coming home and having that, it's like, that's ah, too much. It's so much. And also as parents, like you're saying, at the end of the day, it's just so much. We are distracted. Our mind is racing to the next thing on our to-do list. You know, we are on that hamster wheel of things that we need to do. And we are overwhelmed by the demands that are placed upon us. So we already don't have that baseline regulation in place to respond to the touch in an adaptive, meaningful way. Hmm. And then we also don't get that, often don't get that deep social engagement that helps us make sense of touch. So it can be real. If it's just a multi-layer challenge, really. 
Um, and then again, like we said, it the the protective pathway terminates in the limbic system. So we get emotionally charged, be, like rage mm-hmm. um, from unexpected and unpredictable light touch. And then we can connect that t- touched out feeling with angry or anxiety or any of those things. And so it's just this whole over and over and over, we get primed to defense because of all of that. And so then you can, you know, become more increasingly likely to interpret touch as dangerous, even if it isn't. And then, so what's the difference between light touch versus deep touch? So deep touch is more, it it, um, activates the discriminative mode, not the evaluative mode. So that Mm. helps you understand nuances of touch. So if it's like, if if you think about when you can reach into your bag and pull out your keys without looking at it, that is a part of the discriminative touch. So you understand nuances of what you are touching based on the pressure that you are getting. Um, but that deep touch is calming and regulating. It helps you, like we were just talking about, find your body. Um, and so that's why things like a weighted blanket or a big hug can be very supportive in regulating your nervous system because it helps calm you down and bring you into a regulated state. So for partners tonight, Mm -hmm. for those who are listening, we need to ask for a deep hug. A deep hug. Yeah. Or a deep pressure um, touch in some way, right? Because that is going to feel good versus this kind of softly touching the back as if it's some kind of signal that we want to be intimate, right? It's like, no, no, no. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and that alerting touch, like the light touch before we were already overstimulated, alerting touch, it's arousing. Um, But if you're already, if your nervous system is already aroused, not in an intimate way, but just aroused, then adding in more of that alerting touch is going to send you over the edge. And that's why we can shudder away from our partner if we are touched in that way. Um, And it has nothing to do with us not wanting to be with them. It's just that our nervous system is responding like, whoa, there's another danger happening. Um, But really to calm you down, a deep hug can be really helpful. That was actually my first viral reel was about um, the difference between light touch and deep pressure. Yeah. I remember it because I didn't know. And I thought, oh yes, this is the missing piece here mm-hmm. of in terms of like the whole conceptualization of, ah, I didn't see this part of the intimacy narrative. Right. And because then the, oh, there's just so much tied into this. It, it, it's this, um, Mom's feeling a lot of shame for not wanting to be touched, for feeling touched Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. And then their partner's going into inadequacy or self-doubt of, I guess she doesn't want me anymore. I guess we're never going to get back to being intimate. And then there's the relationship spiral that happens between them. When it's, if we look back to the basics of our nervous systems, there right. is something that can be different. And I don't know if you've ever heard me say, but I actually recommend taking the pressure for, and I say take the pressure off for the first year for sex and intercourse because there is just so many moving parts that you're trying mm-hmm. to navigate 
in this first year postpartum, you know, sleep, hormones, getting to know your baby. And I think this piece here though, of we're not trying to remove all touch. We're trying to find touch that feels good, not pressured. And sorry, pressured as in like emotionally pressured. Like when are we going to have sex again? Are we ever going to be intimate again? Do you even love me? Are you even attracted to me anymore? What's wrong with you? Right? Like all those things tend to come out. Right. And and instead it's like, okay, so then let's look at the type of touch that's going to feel really good during this time. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and that I think is such an important piece. Yeah. And it can bring you coming into a deep pressure hug too with, you know, um, synchronized breath, it can bring you into a really magical co-regulated space and where you go from that, you know, depends on where you are. Um, but you, but also it just, it connects you in a way that, um, that can be really, really, um, powerful for those listening. So where you go is you deep hug, holding tight, connecting to your breath, quieting your mind, any thoughts come and go, and then just listening to what happens in your body, right? Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. what what is one of the blocks for intimacy is the visual, and you'll be able to, for, from your area of expertise, which is the visual of the laundry, laundry basket on the bed, right? At the oh, end of the bed, right? <laughs> yeah. And then your mind goes to the list of laundry and all the things on the mental load, and then it starts to be like, well, this isn't fair because my partner, da, 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 da. Um, or our mind goes to evaluations of self or comparisons or, oh, I'm too tired. But instead, if we quiet our mind and then just listen to our body and listen from mm-hmm. that space rather than a, oh, you know, our monkey brains going. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. And again, I mean, really, that's that goes back to find your body. Find right. yourself. Find your and, body. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Okay. Why noise? Why is noise? Because I, I, I think this is, and, and Larissa, when I was so surprised after giving birth to my first that I couldn't listen to music anymore. I used to have music playing while I would cook and bake. I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. And then with two, I could not have music playing. And I'm just now starting to be able to have maybe sometimes some music mm-hmm. going. Yeah. Why is noise so triggering? Oh, so... There is a branch of the vagus nerve, which is responsible for autonomic nervous system regulation. That branch innervates the muscles of the middle ear so that we can respond adaptively adaptively to sound. Like I just said, with the, um, if you're walking in a car passes, you need to, you need to know about that so you can move out of the way. Um, and so sound is a significant part of our ability to tune in, connect and engage, or on the flip side, get out. So we are supposed to be triggered by noise. But again, like we were saying with touch, we are flooded with quote unquote danger noise, high frequency noises like shrieks or electronics and those signal distress to the nervous system. Or we are also triggered with low or we are also flooded with low frequency sounds like background noises like the laundry running or the dishwasher or the heater, which evolutionarily signals that there's a predator nearby. So then it's rare that we get that mid-range frequency, which is the sound of a soft human voice, like you and I having a conversation. (laughs) And that is what regulates us and invites us in for social connection. And then in terms of, like you're saying, with music on in the background. So 
we've been talking about how our nervous system needs to respond and then relax, respond and relax. That part of that also is the ability to filter out sounds that are unnecessary. But when we are constantly responding and responding and overloaded, then filtering, which is also another sensory skill, can become very, very challenging. And so to be able to tune into the things that are necessary and tune out when necessary, your nervous system needs to be in a place where it can handle that. And so having noise on it in the background, having music, even if it used to be something that you really enjoyed, you have to be able to tune it out to say like, oh yeah, let me get you a banana. Um, and, and so when you're constantly overloaded, that can be a really, really challenging to filter. That is such a hard piece of being able to filter through when there's just mm-hmm. so much else going on. This, I mean, I'm I'm so energized to be able to like do something different to go home and make sure my phone, I'm really getting better at tucking my phone away. Um, and then I'm going to share with Greg about the deep pressure because that is so important. But let's talk about strategies. What what should people do either to help them or to be in the moment in terms of dealing with all of the, and using the word loosely, noise, the sensory noise? <laughs> yeah. So one of the biggest pieces is what I call your sensory armor, which is your proactive strategies. How are you going to put on that armor so that you can handle the noise of the household and whether that noise is actual noise or also touch or also overwhelm and all of that. So you need to be able to set yourself up to arm arm yourself against that. And uh, I talk a lot about finding your sensory armor and building up sustainable strategies in my online program called Sensing Your Needs in Parenthood. Um, But one of the biggest things is- And I'll put the links in the show notes so that everybody can find that. Thank you. So one of the biggest pieces of that is understanding your triggers and your patterns. So Mm. knowing, take a deep dive into what triggers you and when. And that's also something that I go through step-by-step in my program is how do you find what your individual sensory system needs? And then how do you input strategies that are individualized to you? Because we have different sensory needs. You, like you and I, you, um, me and the person, whoever's listening, our nervous systems are different and we need different things. So really understanding what your needs are. And once you know those, then it brings so much first just validation and knowing like, I'm not a monster. There is nothing wrong with me. I'm overwhelmed right now. And that's okay. That is so, so Mm. powerful. So powerful. I I love being able to say, this is what my nervous system is supposed to do. All nervous systems do this, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, Mm -hmm. your nervous system is doing this in this moment. Anyone's way. Right, Mm -hmm. right, right. And it gives you that power to make a change as well, you know? And you, so you, it gives you that control when everything feels out of control. It's just understanding yourself. Um, Yeah. And I also, oh, go ahead. Oh, one of the other things too is like knowing, like we were saying, knowing your triggers, but also know your strategies. And in the moment, you need to know what works for you. And it should be simple, discreet, and grounding, something that you can do in the moment without thinking about it. Um, In my program, I have a huge 
sensory self-care library where you can go in and have four different systems. Um, take your pick of which one you need. Um, but one of my top favorites that that really resonates with anyone that I tell is leaning against a wall because it's so simple. There's a, always a wall right there. Your kids don't know what you're doing. Um, but what it does is it it gives you grounding input, again, finding your body. It reduces your need to um, stand upright because you really using your postural system is also a demand placed on you. So if you eliminate that, then it also cuts out the auditory and visual and tactile from behind. And so it really kind of helps you find yourself mm. in the moment. Um, so lean against the wall. All my friends use it all the time. They all text me, I'm against the wall right now, Larissa. <laughs> They're not supposed to be on their phones. <laughs> yeah, <kidding>. right. <laughs> I know. I'll I tell it. them, get off your phone. Um, yeah. And I also, I have a free um, touched out meditation as well. So you can find that on my website. It's um, called SOS. I'm touched out. And so you can, and that is, I have a whole um, SOS vault in the program, but this is from there. You can access it for free. And it's, it's an, a short audio guide. It's like four minutes. So pop your head, pop your headphones in and just listen. And I will guide you through what to do in the moment of feeling touched out. And that has I been really powerful. That. I've gotten a lot of great feedback from that as well. Oh, I love that. Okay. That link will be in the show notes and that is a must go to, right? And we all have four minutes just to pop in yeah. our headphones and be able to do that. Just quickly thinking about the relationship piece here, how do we get our partners to understand what's happening for us? Yeah. It's such a big piece, right? It's such a big piece. Um, really, it starts with you understanding what's happening mm. in you. You can't you can't tell your partner what you need if you don't know what you need. Mm -hmm. So really take it's so important to take the time to understand what is happening within you. And then you can become confident in that when you I mean, the communication piece is your piece. How do you explain it? But from the nervous system, regulation piece is knowing what you need and being confident in it so that when you talk about it with your partner, you don't, you are confident in what you're saying and not backing like, well, you know, maybe, maybe it wasn't that loud or maybe they didn't touch me that much. Cause no, it, it was a lot. It was a lot for your nervous system. So understand yourself, know and be confident in what you need. Mm, I think that's so important. And that the piece there is going inwards and it's like, I need this in those moments. So those key relationship pieces are not doing it in the moment when you're overstimulated because that rarely comes out well when we're triggered. Um, mm -hmm. And then the other piece there is talking about um, the I, I need piece rather than you, right? Like it's not the you never help, you never step in, you don't take over. It's the, this is a moment where I'm having a really hard time and I need to step out for a minute. And this is one of those moments where I'm going to stand against the wall and squeeze my fists and take a few deep breaths. Can you be with the kids? Right? Like having right. that, that plan and or as Myla, joyful parents would say, parent A, parent B, right? So we talked yeah. about that in our same page yeah. parenting webinar. So it's, you know, it can be so helpful to have that. But I love what you said there, Larissa, which is understand yourself because the more information we have about ourselves, and the more we can offer that to other people, 
And of course, leaving out all of the like, well, maybe, and it might, and over justification of what we need, right? Mm-hmm. We all have nervous systems. We all need those yeah. things. Okay, yeah. where can people find... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the other a key piece of that too is knowing that your partner has different needs. And so if they, for yes. example, my husband comes home from work and they the kids play monster. He walks in, ah, monster, monster. And it's like, for me at the end of the day, oh my gosh, I can't can't handle it, but I know that that's what they need. And so being mm. confident in what I need and means that I can let them play monster and I can go somewhere else and that's okay. It doesn't mean that I don't, I'm not excited to see John when he comes home. It means they need that connection and I need to not be there and that's yes. okay. And that's and okay it has too. nothing to do with, with my relationship. I love that piece about acknowledging that our ways of connecting, our ways of soothing ourselves is going to be different for everybody. Mm -hmm. And also for ourselves, it's going to be different. One day something is going to work from your toolbox. The next day you need something else. And that's okay too. Yes. Yeah. And that's also why I put in my program um, the self-care library because there's so – some what works mm. for you one moment might not work the next time. And so you need a whole toolkit of strategies to know – to pull from in those moments. Mm, I love that. Okay, Larissa, where can people find you? So I am on Instagram at Steady Parents. Um, I love, love, love hearing in DMs about how you guys are liking the, if you listen to this podcast, come let me know. Um, I love chatting with you, finding out what's working, what's not working. Um, and my website is www.steadyparents.com. And then um, you can find my courses and my my free content there as well. Mm, okay. I am going to go check it out and I can't wait to download that four minute meditation. I think it's going to be great. And I'm encouraging everybody else to go and check it out. Larissa, thank, thank you. you so much for sharing with us here and for sitting with me on the podcast. Oh my gosh. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. One of the top things that stands out for me from today's episode is just how human you are to experience your own triggers by all of the sensory information that you are receiving every single day. And so let's give you one take-home point from today's episode, and that is my go-to strategy. Now, if you've been and be connected with me, if you've been working with me, you know I talk a lot about compassion and it is just such an important part to showing up for ourselves. And it can be an incredibly powerful act of self-care and also an incredibly powerful way to nurture ourselves. So what can we offer ourselves today? We can say, of course, my nervous system is being triggered. All nervous systems get triggered and this is what they are supposed to do. And really just giving our sense, ourself here, that space to say, hmm, I'm human. Yes, I'm human in these moments. And then be sure to check out Larissa and all of the helpful strategies that she has to help you tackle that overstimulation. Until next time, I want you to remember that you are right where you need to be. Remember, this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not substitute for the care from a licensed mental health care provider. Have a great week and see you next time. 
What's up, guys? I'm Gabrielle Stone, host of FML Talk. After being love-bombed, married, and cheated on, trust me, I've got some perspective on love, heartbreak, trauma, and healing. FML Talk has become weekly therapy for my listeners, where I give you a safe space to heal with, of course, a few F-bombs thrown in. Fun girl talk episodes, solo episodes that will guide you on your healing journey, and guests with stories that will leave your jaw on the floor. Grab a cocktail and come hang with me every Wednesday on FML Talk.